Hey, and welcome to episode 19 of Girls to the Front. I hope you've all had a lovely week. This week seems to have had another heat wave, but this time round, no one seems to give a shit that there is a heat wave. Like, I swear it's just as hot and just as sunny as it was a few weeks ago when basically we were told to stay inside and not to go outside for risk of death. Um, is this just me or is it? Is it not? Like, maybe that last heat wave was sent as a distraction by the government. We all know what you're up to. Send them another bit of news that's going to terrify them and make them think that they're all on the brink of death while we also do another piece of news that is actually going to put them on the brink of death. Anyways, it's the six weeks holidays, it's the school holidays, so I hope you're all enjoying them. Um, Even if you are a grown-up that doesn't have a six-week holiday anymore, I still think you can like feed off the energy of the six weeks holiday. There is a bit of a buzz. Um, I feel like even adults just throw routine out the window as soon as July and August comes along. Like in my adult job, everyone just stops doing actual like work into deadlines because everyone's like, well, everyone's off. So we'll just all take it off. So even when you're in work, there seems to be a little bit of like a slower pace. I'm talking on my job. There could be jobs out there that are literally like, bah, like don't care, it's the summer. Um, but yeah, I did a blog post about the six weeks holiday this week because there's, I think the six weeks holiday is a really poignant way of reminding people that time is finite. Uh, When you're younger, the six weeks holiday feels like this massive amount of time to get so much stuff done. Like you break up on that last day of school and it you feel like your whole life is ahead of you before you have to return back in September. I remember being at primary school and thinking like, Oh, I'm just taking another year off school. Like the six weeks felt so, so long. Um, and then obviously as you get older, that six week time frame seems to like diminish. It's almost as if they're like someone is just taking time off you and making that time shorter. I mean, the reality is, is that six weeks when you're only seven years old is quite a big portion of your life. But six weeks when you're 30 years old really isn't that big a time scale. So time seems to just fly by. But there is something to remember in terms of I think the faster it feels the more of a reminder that time is finite and as you get older time becomes more finite and reminding yourself that you should go get after stuff because there's you know I don't think I misspent my youth at all I think I did lots of incredible things because I had the privilege to do lots of incredible things I lived in the countryside so I got to spend lots of my six weeks holidays outside building dens climbing trees hanging out with my friends um just generally being a kid and being allowed to play so there's nothing that I wish I could have done when I'm young when I was younger but now that I'm getting older there's lots of stuff where I'm like well six weeks used to feel like a large amount of time and I could get so much done in that six weeks but now I'm an adult and finding excuses not to get stuff done even in longer periods than six weeks you know and I think if I as a seven-year-old can construct a multi-level den comprising of different rooms and different functions then surely (laughs) as a 30 year old with access to even more resources um I should be able to get this stuff done and now I'm an adult I could create like super dens but I just keep putting excuses in the way but yeah I think those summer holidays really remind you that time is finite and that as you get older that finitiness of it uh becomes even clearer and yeah I wish we could 
revisit a six week imagine being able to now like pick yourself up and drop yourself in that feeling of like last day of school you haven't got school for the next six years because that's how long it feels like imagine being able to bottle that feeling and having a little taste of it now it would be amazing but also you could create that every day if you wanted to so yeah I think the start of this <laughs> the start of today's podcast is just a reminder that time is finite be the younger you in terms of the six weeks holiday and just embrace it make the most of it go spend out time outside go do the things that you love find the time to do it don't let things like escape you and get away from you because uh the stuff you could have got done in six weeks when you're a kid with more adultiness you can get even more stuff done So what I was going to actually talk about on the podcast today is, so um, I put a post out on the Girls to the Front Instagram. I had an email from work, well, in my work inbox. So they are, they, the government are developing a women's health plan in Wales. Uh, So sorry if you're listening to this outside of Wales. This doesn't necessarily apply to you, but there's lots of stuff to take from it. Um, So for that reason, they wanted young girls and women to fill in the surveys that they could have women's kind of opinions and thoughts and feelings around about different health topics um what they thought were priorities uh what we think um needs more attention what like there was a mixture of open-ended and close-ended responses and ranking systems and things like that so that you could kind of they could kind of pull out some detail in terms of what the women's health plan should look like and what it should cover there was a question at the end that was like oh what's missing or like what like have you got anything else to add or like what's your closing statement and I just was like this is a really overwhelming question because I've got to the end of this survey and I'm probably this survey analyzers that's not the word for it I work in this but I'm probably this data analyst's worst nightmare in terms of this of decoding this data because I literally was like everything's a priority like why are we not treating it as such like why are you getting me to rank these things and saying what the priority is because I'll be honest I think there is so much in terms of women's health that has been left neglected and has been left unsupported that of course all of these things should be taken into consideration so in that last box I was like well everything I've got everything left to say so I put in quite a large amount of text that was around about um you know we have to start listening to what young girls and women want and need and you have to start hearing those voices and we have to start implementing stuff that is for the benefit of that population instead of just trying to guess and trying to work our way around and also stop trying to make decisions that benefit only certain groups like it's time that all groups are heard no matter of age gender identity ethnicity deprivation all of those groups should be heard and it should be kind of it should manifest itself into this really coherent and inclusive women's health plan but there was just so many things as I was filling it in that was like bringing stuff up from when I was younger what I'm learning now and there was questions around like how do you educate yourself or where do you get most of your learning from around certain topics so one of the things was like oh how do you get your learning from around periods like where would that education come from and I was like I'll be honest that education has only happened for me in the last three three years and I've done it myself yeah I know that periods happen but when I was in school that conversation was so gendered and we took away the boys the boys got to go do something the girls had us sit down and we basically said 
oh, you bleed once a month. We're going to give you no context to that. We're going to give you no understanding of why you do bleed. But here's some products to help you with that really messy and disgusting week of your life. So go take these, go put them in your backpacks now before the boys come in because God forbid boys see tampons and sanitary towels. Go put them away. Don't talk about this. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure it was even discussed that this could remain a secret and that if we all decided to, we could all keep quiet about it and the boys would n- none be the wiser. We'll just pretend it was a different meeting about other girls' stuff. And that obviously is going to leave a mark on you in terms of it being a secret, it being something to be ashamed of, it's being something stigmatized. And when I've had this conversation more recently, after I've done my own learning around it. It turns out that everyone has a really shared experience and it's interesting to hear it from the perspective of boys at the time who were like, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. I just got told I had to go outside and play football and this secret meeting happened. There was some level of like, oh, I want to know what's happening. But obviously they were like, well, it mustn't be for my ears. And that obviously then leads to a generation of young boys and men now being like, well, this isn't something that I should be aware of and this isn't something I should listen to. So ultimately we have such a gap in the kind of period knowledge. We have such a gap in terms of the equalities and the inequalities that that brings you know I wrote in the survey around having period plans in work so you should be given uh, some sort of you should be able to have open and honest conversations with your manager about periods and what it's going to be like when you come on because for some women it's incredibly uncomfortable it's really painful and maybe a day of flexible working conditions or a day of flexible deadlines might actually benefit their productivity in the long run and it would probably stop so many sick days it would stop so much secrecy it would just stop a whole range of things and just make women feel way more empowered and way more valued when they come to talk about something that ultimately your cycle benefits everyone so why are we not talking about it openly and honestly I think that if we could have that period conversation in primary school together as a group boys and girls there may be some there may be some time where girls could just have their own kind of time to ask questions but I think that general education needs to happen as a group and there needs to be an understanding and awareness that it is not disgusting it is not something to hide it is actually something to be really proud of and that's something that I've learned really recently is to take pride in the fact that my body does something really incredible uh, every single day to facilitate uh, something that benefits the whole population. So I now take pride in the fact that it works. And because there's that miseducation and that misinformation around your period, lots of women don't want their period to happen and lots of women try and stop their period from happening. So again, I was thinking back to when I was younger And the whole thing around, well, as soon as you get your period, the next thing you want to do is try and hide your period. So for a lot of young girls, that means that the next step is often going on contraception uh, because, of course, again, something that I tried to feed into the women's health plan is that reproductive education needs to happen inclusively of everyone. And we need to talk about how there are roles and responsibilities to play for both genders in reproduction and how it is not just on the girls to take ownership. Um of not getting pregnant you know there is also some level of people being able to say that well I'm going to stop getting people pregnant um but yeah so you go on the pill because it's 
your <laughs> it's your responsibility and you stop having periods for years and years and years you know for me it was around about 15 15 years I think of being on some level of contraception and then making a decision not to be on it and then ultimately realizing that my body was not functioning in the way that it should do um, and it's taken time for me to kind of heal and to recover and now be in a place where I can finally start to see why my body is so incredible in terms of why that happens and what it does and it just really got me asking myself a lot of questions and it got me asking myself and thinking about a lot of my experiences and yeah basically a women's health plan would be incredible of course it would be incredible but everything needs to be included in that but I did kind of put a caveat on it being that I do think it starts with education and I do think it starts with better support um, and not just support from services, but also support from friends, family, teachers, GPs. It just needs to have way more empathy around the conversation and to, uh, and an understanding of, more often than not, we don't need a solution that stops these problems. We need the ways in which we can manage these the issues and we can manage stuff that happens in our lives in a better way. So there were questions around carers and caregivers as women you know, that caregiving role could be as a parent, but could it also be as a full-time carer of someone else? Just being able to have that support and that kind of thing of being like, you're never going to solve the problem that they're a carer. Like, how do you solve that they're a parent? You don't solve that, but you can support that. You can help um, educate, you can help support things like childcare and all sorts of things like that were just coming up in my mind. And I was like, this women's health plan, it could be incredible, but it is incredibly overwhelming to think about where that change starts. But also, what if things could change? What if it is simple as, okay, speak up, be heard, and things change? And that is my message. <laughs> that is my message of Girls to the Front. That is my message in my life, is that the more you use your voice, the more you discuss things, the more that you talk, the more likely things are to change. You know, you're not too small to make a difference and you can have conversations even amongst your friendship groups that facilitate change on a micro level. But imagine that conversation is being had in 10 different pockets of friendship groups, then that becomes much more of a macro level of change. So I get really frustrated by the concept of top-down change. So top-down change being that the government or higher powers will make change that that like trickles down into society. I get really frustrated by that because it it kind of hinges on a really small group of people making a decision that benefits a lot of different people. A lot of different people being the emphasis on that. Different to them, different to me, different to you. It can't just be a small roundtable discussion between people that get paid more to do this, this job, between people that, that don't have the lived experience that's needed to benefit a lot of different people. So that's why I think it's so important that we try and facilitate change from the bottom up and it's driven by you, it's driven by me and we can have conversations and we can use our voices that doesn't have to be direct conversations that can be indirect conversations so things like sharing things online being you being a lighthouse all that sort of stuff it can really contribute to that and it I think seeing the survey and thinking oh yeah this is really cool they want to make a women's health plan this could be really awesome and then speaking to 
uh, women that were filling it in, I was like, oh no, we're the change in this. We are the people that need to speak up and be heard and make ourselves heard. Like we are the people. And I'm such an advocate for like grassroots change. I'm such an advocate for making things happen um, on that level as opposed to waiting for something to be decided from the top because we've seen how long and slow these processes are. We've seen how ultimately they never work in the favor of everyone. There's no way that a small group of people at the top can make decisions that benefit different backgrounds it just doesn't, <laughs> they're just not representative enough, but we can be that representation. So if you filled in the survey, fantastic, awesome. Thank you so much because it is so, so important. But also if you filled in the survey, whatever thoughts and feelings you had, go and speak to someone about it. Go and message someone, put it on your Instagram story, talk about it, talk to your employers, talk, you know, take some inspiration from some of those questions and some of those kind of things that you had. There was some stuff in there that even as I was reading, it, I was like, oh, I really want to do that. Yeah, of course. Like that makes loads of sense. There was lots of ideas that I was having that I was like, I can do this. It doesn't have to, I don't have to wait. Like I can be the leader in this. So yeah, use that as a catalyst. And if you haven't seen this, if you're, out, if you're outside Wales, or if you haven't seen the survey, there are try and take some stuff away from this in terms of, you know, trying to drive change and being part of collective change as opposed to that waiting for waiting for permission from someone else to do the things you want to do. Cause it's not coming. And if it is coming, you may be too old to to benefit from that change. Speak up, be heard, raise the volume. That's what this is all about. So Here's another podcast episode <laughs> where I talk about how important you are and how you need to raise your voice and take up space. On that note, here's my song recommendation for the week. <laughs> so the song I'm going to recommend this week is from a band I have not turned off this week. I don't know what put them in my brain, but they were obviously on a different playlist. And yeah, so I've put them on. I've listened to them nonstop. If you've come into the gym, you'll see that they're like the top of the search things because I'm like constantly listening to them while I'm doing other bits but uh, I've been listening to Martha a lot this week um the song that I'm going to recommend for everyone to listen to is Wrestlemania 8 I'm saying 8 <laughs> like that because it's written in Roman numerals and I'm not totally convinced I've got the right number but yeah Wrestlemania 8 by Martha that's the song I'm going to recommend please go listen and please enjoy as much as I have in this sunshiny good vibe weather <laughs> <laughs> 